what's up youtube oh fuck i screwed it up right out the gate i was supposed to say what's up biker bar that's going to be the new start so here we are after two weeks of hiatus check out this lighting uh for those of you guys that are listening at home i was inspired by the lone ranger last time we were on so i have like the the darth vader spotlight going on in the face right now so we'll have to see see how how you guys how you guys like this or maybe next show pump up the volume again and uh let you guys see all that beautiful background of empty soldiers sitting behind me <laughs> so uh just to get things started it's been two weeks uh appreciate you guys understanding i had to do some travel for work and also had to go or not had to but went to sedona for the mountain bike festival which was awesome i'm sure we'll talk about that today um on today's episode i have outdoor gold and uh if you guys may know him by his name rc before we get to that i want to say a few things first of all thank you everybody that is part of the super chat mafia that that comes up on here throws up some some cash to help out the channel dude it really really makes a difference honestly if it wasn't for you guys this shit wouldn't be happening I know it's fucking draining listening to YouTubers be like, subscribe and support and hit the fucking like button. Oh, join my Patreon, join my Patreon, join my fucking Patreon. I get the shits here in it. Believe me, I fucking hate saying it, but the, the God honest truth of it is, if it wasn't for you guys doing those things, this thing doesn't stay alive. Um, just while I was in Sedona, my my... Uh, gimbal took a complete shit, which you'll probably see once I'm editing that video. And if it's not for people being on Patreon or throwing up the super chats or just watching the videos and hitting the thumbs up and the subscribe button, like those things don't happen. I um, took all the ads off of my videos a while ago because I really wanted to see su the support from you guys. I was thinking about this the other day. I have a $1, um, level on, on the Patreon. And for a buck a month, I was thinking about things that I would spend a dollar on, you know, and, and when I go to the bar and I order a beer, I usually tip a dollar for just somebody handing me a drink. So you guys are getting hours, hopefully of enjoyment out of this show. So if you guys could tip me a buck a month, that would be sick. Swing by patreon.biker.com and, uh, and go ahead and sign up for that. And I also have coupons on there from, uh, some of the, the vendors that I talked to on the show, they, they extend some, some extra cash your way. So, or some extra savings your way. So if you get on there just for the buck a month, you, you can, you can be part of that. If you want to level up, get, get to be part of the happy hour crew for five bucks a month, you get a sticker pack and I'm trying to put out some extra content that's based around these interviews. So what I do is at the end of the interview, usually ask a question, have a couple of a, like a couple of minutes of just something that's exclusive for the people on Patreon. So go ahead and head on over there to check that out. Um, outside of that, definitely go to my Facebook or my Instagram, check those out at biker B one. Um, if you're watching, I got this badass biker bar shirt on, you can pick one up over at shop.biker.com. That's definitely a, 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 a way to go ahead and pick up some swag. I don't sell stickers on there anymore. So if you want stickers for the channel, once again, just join that happy hour crew on Patreon. I send them out right away. So if you think those stickers are worth five bucks, then join for a month and freaking dump it. You know, <laughs> if you think they're worth more than that, then then hang out and and uh, just keep contributing to the channel that way. 
let's see what else we got going on here. So let's go ahead and get started. Like I said, we have RC from Outdoor Gold. If you guys aren't familiar with him, he has another YouTube channel. Uh, RC, I'll let you go ahead and explain what is the Outdoor Gold and what you got going on over there. <clears throat> What's up, YouTube? This is RC, and this is the Hiker Channel, C1. And today we're hanging out on the Biker <clears throat> Channel because we want to be one. Rob, I'm uh, so happy that you have me here. And uh, what a great uh, form of media that you've brought to uh, to YouTube and this. And uh, I'm really stoked on the biker bar. I'm not going to lie. But uh, go ahead. So you just went ahead and started out with my intro. I noticed you and Shane just tearing it up in Sedona with the what? uh, What's Up YouTube all over the place. You, you know, I think you started that because if you seen Shane's video, like Shane kind of like rolls up right past you and he says, what's up YouTube. And then you give that like classic biker. What's up YouTube back at him, right on camera. I'm just like, Oh, that is just standard. That is just standard. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't get to see you in Sedona, Rob. Uh, oh, that's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I mean, since we're talking about biting things off of other people's channels, we did, <laughs> we, we did come up with a little name for you while we were in, in Sedona. I think we started branding you as the Tampax sampler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just, that's the price that you have to pay when, uh, when uh, you just don't get to hang out with Rob and, and Moonlight Leatherfoot and Steve Y. And uh, yeah, I, I was incredibly disappointed, but you know, I gave you one of those really lonely voicemail calls. Robert, I'm so lonely. And I want to hang out with you guys, but we didn't get we didn't get the chance. So the funny thing is, is that Steve Y and Moonlight Leatherfoot and uh, and John were actually right over by where your hotel was. Somehow they made their way over there that night. I actually um, I, I hate to say it, freaking I, I I tucked my Tampax sampler in in between <laughs> my legs and freaking went to sleep because I knew I had a twelve hour drive. Yeah. And those three fucks that I was with definitely weren't coming home without a huge hangover. So I figured one of us needed to be responsible. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was going to come on and then the other second nickname that you gave me was unleaded because everybody on the biker channel knows that I am the diesel. Oh, yeah, the diesel. That's right. I am the machine. I forgot. <laughs> we, we just, we were just tearing into you something fierce, man. Basically what happened for you guys that are listening, uh, RC down to the last minute didn't know if he was coming to Sedona. And then whenever he did, I think it was like what you got up at like three o'clock in the morning or something like that, drove through the night. Yeah. Got I in got at 3 a.m., something like that. No sleep. So basically the first night that he's there, he's been there like no sleep or whatever. And we were trying our best to convince him into coming and drinking all the beers with us. And uh, <laughs> They, him and Shane weren't going for it. I even asked Shane, so if I call you pussy, will that make a difference? And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna sit there, and if I did, in fact, meet you guys, this is what my look would be like for about like that long out of the whole thing. That's that's about the look. I was pretty dead. It's a, it's not the longest. It's not near as like long of a drive as what you guys had to deal with. So uh, the look he gave was like the classic deer in the head looks, the headlights yeah. look like, like <laughs> either that or what, like what, what a pothead looks like after the day after it was legal in Colorado, <laughs> you know, just freaking gazed out to the, to the stars. Right. But, and, and that's it. So, okay. I, I got you all, I got you all screwed up, Robert. Let me give a channel intro real quick. Yeah. Go for it, brother. Yeah. So I'm RC and I run the outdoor gold channel. And uh, the reason it's called the outdoor gold channel is because, uh, I kind of derived the gold name from like, that's internet gold or that's radio gold 
or all this other stuff and why I don't really live up to the billing. I kind of at least delivered the outdoor part. Of, um, <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might not deliver the gold, but I deliver the outdoor gold part. But um, yeah, so my channel is mostly all mountain biking content, reviews, ride POV, vlogs, uh, live streams with biker in them. Um, some of that stuff that, uh, th that the people like, but like, I think in the summertime when, when, uh, things get kind of like a little, the environment changes a little bit differently, I'll probably do some other fishing videos. I'm a big time fly fisherman, uh, mountain climber, uh, lots of Colorado activities and stuff. So when I made the channel, the design was not for it to all be mountain biking, but you know, going forward, it probably will be 99% or 95% mountain biking. Right on. So I mean, you you went ahead and just started answering my questions before I even asked them. That's that's well, pretty that's that's awesome. too bad, right there. <laughs> it's <laughs> gonna be one of those time. interviews. How, how about you just go ahead and run this shit, and I'll sit back here and just keep drinking my beer. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't kick me out of the club. It's just like you got to put the put outdoor gold on mute. <laughs> hey, if the you guys haven't already, because this isn't my channel, so I get to do this. Be sure to hit that like button. And uh, follow the the biker channel right there because uh, that does a lot of good for helping Rob in uh, the grand scheme of things. So get leave a like. Oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, and, and if you don't like it, you can hit the thumbs up button or the thumbs down button two That's times. True. Hit it twice. I mean, <laughs> it, it, as long as you hit it twice, man. I mean, I mean, only pussies hit it once. So <laughs> you gotta smash that like button twice, then push the no. play button. That's how it works. No, you gotta smash the like button odd number of times. So either one, three, <laughs> five, something like that. The the thumbs down button definitely even number of times. So <laughs> for those of you guys that haven't figured it out yet, if you hit it twice, it turns it off. So. <laughs> um, Let's go ahead and move on from there. Um, so you started the, your channel about, when did you start your channel? So I started my channel about uh, 2017. I'd say it's kind of like when I made my first mountain bike videos. Uh, again, it was under just my regular name, RC Lefever. And so it was kind of hard to like plug my channel. Oh, be sure to check out the RC Lefever channel. Everybody's like, how do you spell that? Well, RC, so we get that past the first part, and then the second part gets a little complicated. So I really got into it uh, in late 26 or late 2017, kind of towards the fall, and decided to commit to making more videos. Uh, but it, it was just kind of like, it's always one of those things where you make one video and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. And you make another video and you're always like trying to get better. You're always trying to make better videos. And then you go back and you look back at all your old videos and you're like, Oh, that is just trash in today's day and age. You know, it's just yeah, trash. So I, I met up with um, those of you guys that aren't Patreon people. Um, BKXE had a Patreon meetup with him and and Single Track Sampler here, kind of local to me, over the weekend, and I went over there. And um, so one of the guys that I had met there was like, "Oh man, I, I really love your channel. I started watching it because of." Uh, one of one of the other biker bar episodes i think it was tasco he said he was trying to learn more about tasco and um so he's like oh dude and i started watching it's like great and he's like and then I, I was like man i gotta watch this from the beginning and i was like i wish i could have seen the look on my face because i was like dude you don't want to see this first one so <laughs> those are bad <laughs> <laughs> but apparently i mean it must have been something because i mean i got my very first subscriber which i saw on here mtb savant that was my first subscriber mtb was, savant yeah wow. it was first subscriber that wasn't my friend so <laughs> i i really and i've told this story before but i was like 
I really thought the guy was like full of shit. Like I thought he was just like <laughs> liking my channel and like leaving comments because he was a troll. Like, like he's like, oh, I really like your video. I was like, this dude's full of it, man. <laughs> like, so it's kind of funny. So that it ended up being Savant. So if you guys don't know who MTV Savant is, go ahead and check out his channel. He's also another MTV uh, cre uh, content creator. Yeah, he makes some really good videos. Yeah, definitely. Um, like really. Uh, his production quality is high and he just does it for fun. So he's definitely not, he's not going to tell you to join his Patreon or hit the uh, thumbs up button or the thumbs down button two times. He's not that, that kind of guy. Maybe he is. I don't, I don't remember actually. I'm watching his videos in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I was, I made a joke over the weekend about like the best way to stop watching YouTube, like all your, your favorite content creators, like people are like, man, this is like taking too much of my life. I need to, I need to stop. The best way to stop is just to start your own channel because yeah. all of a sudden you have no fucking time to read, to watch anybody else's shit. You are so right. Ever since like I started making videos, it's just like, man, I go back, I look out and it's just like, man, I have no time to watch other people's videos, but I mean, I will make time to get squeeze some in. There's a couple of things that I don't miss. I, I don't miss like the, I don't miss BKXC and I don't miss biker videos. Yeah, right. I wasn't paid. I was not paid to say that, by the way. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> so this came up recently, and uh, it, it just freaking made me feel hell old. You're a pretty young guy, dude. How old are you? I'm 28. So, so, so it was. It, let, let me let me let me just do a little foreshadowing for all the rest of the old fucks that are listening to this channel. <laughs> so 28 doesn't sound like oh you're like, oh yeah, okay, he's a fucking man, no problem. What year were you born, brother? That would be 1990. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So like I was like <laughs> trying to sell dime bags for extra money and freaking you know, drinking St. Ives 40s while this while this guy's coming out of his mom's pee hole. So, <laughs> I was like, really, dude? Seriously, 1990? Wow. 1990 and then here's the th here's the other thing and this is i didn't really realize this until like the last couple uh group rides i've done with other mountain bikers i did this like big old monarch crest shindig with the crashing dad trail features uh mr tonka uh, no front brakes uh jason bikes jf rides and i'm sitting there and i'm riding along and i think mr tonka was making a making a rc you're pretty young joke and i'm like looking around and i'm like well i don't feel young you know and then I'm like, well, who's the next oldest or the next youngest next to me? And it was actually Shane at third in, in his mid or low 30s. So I was like, dang, I am the youngest here. And you got Mr. Tonka, like 46. Uh, James, he's 39, 40. And I was like, man. James is just turning 40. Man, he makes me feel younger think, now because he looks so, like, yeah, he's like 70, man. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got a rough life, man. <laughs> I hope oh. James is listening because I just I, I just love fucking with that guy, dude. Oh, I mess with James is good to mess with, and he messes with you back. He's got oh yeah, 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 that guy. You should have seen him when he came down here for biker camp last year. He when 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 he was leaving after three days of hanging out with me and my derelict friends, like <laughs> his plane got like his flight got delayed by a few hours. I was like, dude, you can stay at the house. He's like, no, I'm I'm going to the airport. I'll be fine over there. <laughs> i'm out I, I had to give him crap about it he said that he, he said that he had a legitimate reason yeah he gave me the full reason i just can't remember it i'll just take your i'll accept it, yours as a, it doesn't matter what his reason was i'm gonna just call bullshit <laughs> <laughs> just, jf rides right good stuff right there yeah and another you know, another mtv con, uh, content creator if you guys aren't familiar with him check him out as well jf rides he's out of denver right 
Yep, and he's out of Denver. And you know, JF Rides is actually the catalyst that I used to actually meet the biker. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that, you know, here we are almost a year from, from when we met each other. I'll go ahead and let you go ahead and, and uh, tell that story. And you know, like most of that story could be on found on your channel and uh, on the Brewer Trail uh, video, which is quite remarkable. It's still one of my favorite videos of this day of yours. Um, but long story short is, uh, myself, uh, Wait a James so it's myself. your favorite video of mine because you're that's one, it. that's one of my favorite <laughs> videos. I got, I don't know, Legend of Moonlight Leatherfoot's probably my favorite. That is a good one. That is a good one. Now, they don't come close to the live streams because there's some epic live streams. Mixed yeah, in fortunately, there. the epic ones have been deleted. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> just, they're etched into my mind now. You can't delete that stuff. That's a thing that I started doing actually with the uh, with the Patreon since I stopped making so much so many uh, POV videos from uh, just kind of whatever's going on in my life right now. I um, decided to start doing monthly live streams that are just Patreon only. So there's yet another reason to join Patreon. Get into that that uh, that uh, those epic live streams. I planned on not deleting them, but like I think the very <laughs> first one that I was recording was that the one. No, that wasn't the one where my daughter. Uh, my daughter gave me her number. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a very wise decision. I was like some stellar parenting on my part. I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so anyways, let's get back to talking about you. This is okay. supposed to be about you. All right. Okay. So, um, we got meeting you with JF Rides. Yeah, yeah. So um, was that your first time being at Sedona that, that time? That was actually my first run at Sedona. That was actually was my first time there as well. And it's just like, I couldn't believe how like chunky technical it was. I mean, we have a lot of technical trails here in Western Colorado, Grand Junction, but like there's something about Sedona. It's like you get one, two, three punches on like some features and stuff and you got to ride them out once you're in. And uh, that Brewer Trail, I mean, you kind of start like start riding like, oh, this is a big old staircase or oh, there's some exposure over here. Uh, but I ended up meeting the biker. I'm going to call him the biker. He's the biker. But um <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling down and I saw this lady kind of on the right side of the trail, said hi, kept on riding. Uh, that kind of plays a, a part in the second half of the story later. And I'm um, leading in front of James and Kyle and I keep going down and then boom, there he is. There's Rob right in the middle of the trail. So I know who Rob is. Rob doesn't know who I am. And uh, I'm sitting there kind of chatting him up a little bit. And I see James. James really wanted to meet Robert. He really wanted to meet Robert. And so he's coming down. And the second that James comes, like, gets there, I'm like, Robert or James, this is biker. And it was just like the two immediately meshed right off the bat. It was like, it was, it was destiny. It was destiny. But what happened next was, I mean, we all swapped stickers. James gave Robert a really small sticker. And, uh, or just, I mean, he had a bunch of them. We got down to the bottom and it was like part of the Jeff Lenoski group ride. <laughs> And so James goes up to Jeff Lenoski and he breaks out the big like three inch JF ride sticker and hands it to Jeff. And so Robert sees this and then just starts roasting James <laughs> over the coals. No, you, you give the pro rider the big sticker and you give me the small little YouTuber the small sticker. And I just, <laughs> oh, that was remarkable. I'll never forget that. <laughs> my, 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 my stellar ability to make somebody feel like shit for doing something nice. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that's the way you remember me man. yeah that's that's how we remember you i mean that's just that, that was the introduction between you and james and and i don't think i've ever seen james just forced to capitulate to give you the 
the bigger oh, yeah. stickers. So you got two JF Ride stickers out of the deal. I did. I think one of them's on the TV here, right in front of me. I don't <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> <clears throat> No, that uh, that was my first time to Sedona as well. For anybody that has considered going to Sedona, um, do it. Like seriously, this year the weather wasn't great. I'm gonna roll the dice and say the weather's gonna be good for a while now because we got like a, a good rainy, rainy one out of the way. Yeah. But um last that first year, whenever I, I met the met um RC, it was it was just perfect weather. Like you couldn't ask for better weather. The trails there are phenomenal. And there's like there's something for everyone. Like everything is not all like ridiculous exposure. If you're a fucking pussy like me and are afraid of heights, something fierce. Don't be shot like don't shy away from just watching all the white line videos or high line. Like there's some really sick, sick trails there. Would you ride this year in Sedona? So RC. this so this year, uh, <laughs> when I got there late on Friday, I think everybody was kind of like off onto a Jeff Lenoski group ride. So I decided to get really ambitious and I went up to the white line. And uh, and so I put that on all, every video that I've like put out so far about the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. I keep teasing people that there's like some white line footage in there. And, uh, and so I went out to there and then I went to Hogs and kind of wrapped that up. And then the next day we went to South Mountain which was awesome. South Mountain is sick. And then uh, we wrapped it up with a Highline on uh, Sunday with Paul the Punter, I believe. Oh, right on, dude. Uh, so I wish Paul, I could yeah, Paul, Paul was with us at South Mountain as well. Um, next year, I'm planning on, on – I think I'm just going to fly down next year. I, I drove from Sacramento. It's a 12-hour drive. And the year before, whenever I went, I actually drove to L.A. first for work, which is only like a six-hour drive. Then I drove from there to Phoenix, which kind of broke up and then hung out with some buddies I was in the military with. And then I drove to Sedona. So like getting there didn't really feel that bad. And the way back, I got like the worst case of food poisoning ever. Oh. So I pretty much just like slept and listened to a podcast while the lady drove home. So like my first year like driving, I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, like that's, that's pretty good. But this year it was like two straight solid 12 hour drives. And uh oh. That's pretty, that's, that's an ambitious drive, man. Especially when all your buddies may or may not be drinking a 30 pack of cores in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not condoning that kind of behavior happening. I, I definitely didn't notice it if it was happening. <laughs> it's a good possibility that we were like dropping off some recycling every time we stopped to pee every five miles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I just, I wanted to put it past you guys. You're, Y'all's a bunch of characters out there. <laughs> the, old, the big old biker, the biker truck, the biker yeah. mobile. And you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, so obviously didn't get to see you this year. I saw you last year. As a lot of people seem to come around to ask me like, RC, should I go to the Sedona mountain bike festival? Is it going to be crowded? Is it going to be X? Is it going to be Y? And you know, I don't know about you, Robert, but to me, it seemed like one of the biggest reasons why you go down there is for the people. A hundred percent, dude. I told people when I went, like, I honestly don't even care if I ride. Like riding is obviously, yeah, it's a big part of it. But I really just, it, it's such a fun event. It's, I think because it's, it's, a, it's like big enough that it's, that, that it doesn't feel like it's like, like janky or something like that. You know what I mean? But it, it's small enough that you still feel like you're, you can't lose your friends. You know what I mean? Like if somebody goes to get a beer and they can't find you anymore, or they go to the bathroom or something like that. It's like, you'll bump back into each other within like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? And, and yep. 
the vendors are not being like like just completely bombarded by people which i've heard like like sea otter is pretty pretty hectic i haven't been yet so um so it's just it's just really it's a really fun event and when you talk to even the vendors they all say that it's like one of their favorite events as well and you know <laughs> i mean as far as like youtubers go i mean there was there was a pretty good list of people out there yeah, it was you were there? I was there. I mean, who else does it fucking matter? I don't know. Yeah, at, that, at that point, it doesn't matter anymore, right? right. <laughs> the crashing dad, uh, he was out there. He got yeah, the yeah. trail, on YouTube. trail features yeah. was there. Paul Punter, I didn't see Paul while I was there. Um, uh, Dusty Betty, Hardtail yep. Party was there. Um, we saw Mo Awesome and Hannah. That that was fun. I I I, I like live stream bombed them on their uh, <laughs> they, they were doing a live stream at a starbucks parking lot and we we rolled up <laughs> apparently the, all of us big fuckers can't fit in their vans so we just said hello and and, and skipped out but it, uh, no it was fun war within was there yeah there was a, yep, a, war a within, yep. was it an AC, ac trails az trails or a, something az like dirt life yeah, so this it. is and Seth's bike hacks is there too. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see that guy. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's kind of hard to remember. Like when YouTubers get like massive out there, you know, you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's right. Seth's bike hacks is there. I kind of had a funny story between Arizona Dirt Life and uh, Seth. Oh, let's uh, hear it. So I got a good Seth story too. So let's hear yours. Okay, first. oh, I got, I got, I got two like memorable stories from the the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. Right. And uh, the the first one is kind of like. Oh, we Jeff. have oh go ahead sorry somebody Wait. just said jeff lenowski was there hans ray well jeff lenowski is pretty cool i met him before yeah yeah uh, super cool dude so yeah, i'm sorry i'm cool fucking dude. up your story dude me and my oh, it's, it's okay i mean this <laughs> we we got we got time but uh all right so i got to ride with arizona dirt life on the national trail in south mountain on that saturday and it just rained cats and dogs in sedona and uh south mountain was really high on my pri priority so i wanted to get out there i wanted to meet uh henry with war within uh he's got a really cool channel you can check that out too but uh so, was Shane, that your first first time to south mountain first time okay, I'd, cool. I'd actually grown up in wickenburg arizona back in the 90s and it was just kind of like i mean mountain biking was always kind of like in the air but like not in wickenburg but everybody knew that there was mountain biking in phoenix uh but long story short is ken went in front of shane so the crashing dad and we're just shredding south mountain and ken just eats it I mean, he had a big old a big old whip on uh, on uh, the the upper waterfall. So he goes down there. I think he went down one more in one more other spot. So I was just I was giving Ken crap. Ken's a cool guy. Be sure to check out Arizona Dirt Life. But the next day, he sends me a message. He was like, "I'm hanging out at the Diamondback tent." And uh, so I go to the Diamondback tent. Of course, Seth Spike Hacks is there, and uh, Eric Porter and company, and they're going to go out for a group ride. So <clears throat> I'd met Seth before in Fruta. And so I was like, oh, I'm outdoor gold, whatever. I'm actually actually very rarely tell anybody I'm outdoor gold, but I'm RC, yada, yada, yada. And if you're falling behind this guy, point at Ken, you got to watch out. He crashes all the time. <laughs> so they go off for their group ride, you know, and I come back and Seth's just look at me. It's like, you know, that guy that you told me that crashes all the time. Well, he crashed right in front of me again. And he's just like, he couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm a very good prognosticator. <laughs> <laughs> just totally i mean it's just the, the the terrain out there is violent you got to mm. keep your head up you gotta you gotta know what's going on you gotta kind of pre-plan and not get let the the carriage get in front of the horse and it's just good times when when somebody goes down and we all laugh about it and they get up and they're not hurt so yeah yeah definitely yeah 
Definitely. Right. That that is that that is a, a key factor to having a good time. No yep. injury. I, I agree with you though. I mean, the way that the train is there, like you I, I remember telling myself, look up. And I and I do that. I know I do that. I don't know if you guys do that when you're riding. Like sometimes there's certain things that you say out loud to yourself. And for me, that's one of those things that I tell myself when I I realize that I'm not doing it. When I'm like focusing too much on the tech right in front of me, I, I'll always say it out loud. Like, look up, Rob, you know, because it's one of those things where if you're not paying attention to what's coming instead of and just paying attention to what's in front of you, it's it's a recipe for disaster. And it really is. And falling on the the rocks are pretty hard when you fall on the ground there. You know, it's a lot of rock. It's a lot of slick rock. Right. And so. You got to keep your head on your shoulders. So those of you guys that follow my Instagram or my Facebook, you've seen this picture already. And if you haven't, go check it out at Biker B1. So I took a picture with Seth and uh, it oh, makes yeah. me look like a fucking ogre. <laughs> <This is> like, <laughs> like, like you would think that it was taken from an angle that makes me look taller. But I think <laughs> I was actually standing farther away from the camera than he was. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Like I... I made a joke about it at the time that I said it. And then like in my typical fashion, like I always question, like, was that not funny after the fact? Yeah. You know, I was like, was that actually a pretty dick move? Like you were making fun of how short he was. And I was like, and uh, I, I, I just like, I didn't realize that he was that at short until like I saw the picture myself. I was like, holy shit. I'm like towering over him. It's ridiculous. I don't know. So that was my Seth bike hack story. I did have another one to tell too. Somebody mentioned that Richie Rude was there. He was hanging. Oh, out I got a Richie Rude story. But he was hanging out with the uh, with the uh, guys from Kushcore. Um, I did a biker bar with them as well. If you guys haven't listened to it, check it out. It's pretty interesting about their product. Um, so I'm talking to Richie Rude, and uh, he's kind of a quiet guy. He's not like a. He's definitely not like 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 me, where he's like boisterous and has lots of things to say. And uh, I was talking to him about being on the biker bar. And then, uh, and then I had made some comment about him being a racer and whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's all modest and stuff. Well, you're pretty fast, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I was like, well, so you want to race, dude? I said, I challenged him to racing and he just laughed at me. And I was like, dude, come on, man. Seriously. I mean, I got fucking gravity on my side, brother. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, (laughs) It was funny too. Uh, Crashing Dad saying right now he had no idea who Richie Rude was. And uh, same thing yep. with Moon, Moonlight Leatherfoot. We walked away and he's like, "Who was that dude?" I was like, "I oh, like the best fucking mountain biker <laughs> in the world right now." And I'm just telling him that he's a chump. I'm going to beat him. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so hopefully he comes onto the biker bar and and then uh, we can we can have some conversation to to redeem himself. So <laughs> <laughs> he can redeem himself. Right. I got I so my best story of. All of Sedona is my Richie Rude story. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, so Friday, so Friday I go to White Line, I ride hogs, and then later on I meet up with Shane in the Oak Creek Village. And so Shane's like, hey, you want to get some Thai food? I'm like, I love Thai food. I'm like, curry's my jam, you know. So we go, we go into the, we walk into the restaurant, we go in the door. There's one table left, and it's like right at the door, and it's two chairs sitting side by side. So Shane looks at me, he's like, You good? I'm like, I'm starving, I don't care. We'll sit right next to each other. It doesn't matter. So we sit down and literally the next table to us is the Kushcore guys. So we got all the Kushcore guys and Richie Rude. I'm looking over there I'm like, oh, is that Richie Rude? I'm like, that's Richie Rude. I'm, I'm not going to go over there and fanboy. So I was like, I'm, I'm thinking about changing my channel name to fanboy MTB, but no, it's not going to happen. 
Um, so I'm looking there. I'm like, you know, I bet people just met, been messing with this guy all day, pictures, X, Y, uh, Z. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave him alone, let him finish his meal. Uh, and he could just kind of like, just continue on with his life, you know? So I'm sitting there and I like, look at Shane cause we're real close. And it's just like, I'm not going to yell, Oh, that's Richie rude. So I sh send Shane a text message and it's like, Richie rude is in the table left us. And then Shane's like, who's Richie rude. I go, <laughs> super out loud <laughs> yeah. and like so, right when uh, everybody in the whole restaurant was quiet <laughs> who the fuck is richie rude <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting there like shane i'm gonna still leave him alone i'm not gonna fanboy and so then this guy comes from like the back of the bar he comes in and uh he's like a subscriber of mine or shane's or whatever cool guy I don't remember what his name was, but he looks right at Shane. He goes, are you the crashing dad? <laughs> like just screaming, like just, are you the crashing dad? Shane's like, yeah, I'm the crashing dad. He looks at me, are you outdoor guy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm outdoor guy. And so <laughs> he's just like going, oh, I love your videos. To, I mean, he's mostly talking to Shane. And the Kush, this has the Kushcore guy's attention, you know? Right. This has their attention. So we're chatting back and forth. He kind of pulls up this chair and he sets it down kind of like like, like backwards, like the, the back of the chair uh, in, in front of his arms, his chest, whatever. He sits down and he goes, did you know the guy in the other table there, the Kushcore table, is Richie Rude? He's like pointing over there. And I'm like, oh, man, I was not trying to bother him, you know. And it's just like, he's like the best racer in the world. And they're looking at him. We're all looking at him. He's like... And then he goes, and these guys are YouTubers. He points at me and Shane. Shane's like waving, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and so he leaves. It's just like, well, so much for bothering these guys. So we all got to shake hands. But Shane's been giving me crap. He's like, are you outdoor guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, had outdoor I had something like that happen to me when I was in Texas last week. With uh, I was riding with uh, No Front Brakes. And uh, I mean, your channel's like mine. And you, you have a a good following but i would imagine the majority of it is local to where you're at right yep so yep. like when i ride around here people fucking recognize me everywhere you know i i actually even got recognized on the airplane on the way home from from texas heading back to sack which i thought was pretty cool so if you're one of the subscribers that that bumped into me in the airplane what's up dude so uh, <laughs> what's up dude <laughs> right so anyways <clears throat> uh so i'm in texas and like everybody's coming up to eric they're like what's up no front breaks i watch your channel i love it blah 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 and same thing some dude's like oh yeah and i and i watch your channel too you're like that uh <laughs> like uh like like fat guy or something <laughs> or like be be something the b channel i'm like yeah that's yep. me <laughs> outdoor guy right yeah exactly that's what i'm gonna be from now on Freaking. yep that's me i'm the tampax sampler <laughs> the diesel i mean i let it that's like right. that's gonna be my response i mean i've got recognized before this one guy just he passed me like at the bottom of the horse thief and shane was filming something or he was filming a, another run down it and uh this guy kind of goes up, he passes me and he looks back as I'm standing there running the camera and he's like, are you on the internet? I'm like, nope, but he is. I point at Shane, he starts walking away. Yes, you are. <laughs> I got totally called out on the bottom of the trail. I'm like, dang, I got okay. caught. And Shane, well, he got caught too. He went up there, he got a, he got a sticker out of the deal. So I think he did. Oh, that worked out. It works so, out. So 
whenever you started your channel, you said originally you didn't want it to be a mountain biking channel. You wanted it to kind of be a little bit of, of all the things that you do. You're mm -hmm. pretty uh, accomplished uh, climber, aren't you? Yeah. So, I mean, back when I was in college and uh, a little bit out of college, I would do a lot of uh, 14,000 foot peak uh, mountain climbing. We have 58, I'll call it 14ers in Colorado. And I set out to climb them all and I got them. And I've had a lot of good experiences at that. Some real close calls. Anytime you start running around the mountains, you get some really close calls, but it's like, it's just really fun to get out there in the hills and, uh, and do some climbing and then get on the top of the peak and be able to check around and, and see all the different stuff out there. So yeah, I've, I've climbed a lot of mountains. We're talking about like waking up at like midnight and then getting out there, getting to the trailhead at like four in the morning, three, whatever, start hiking, get done, get back home at around eight or something like that. So it was like some, some real marathons. So uh, why do you, why do you, um, like get up that early to climb? Like what's the reasoning? Is it like the heat or like, it's mostly like in Colorado, we have, uh, what's called, I mean, it's a monsoon season, so to speak. And we get a lot of afternoon thunderstorms. And you want you do not want to be up of like above like the the tree line our tree lines like around twelve thousand feet or a little under that. You don't want to be caught up there during a thunderstorm because there is no shelter. There's nowhere to hide. Uh, it just will rain cats and dogs. Rocks will start to fall. The bolts will just be hitting rocks. So it gets really sketchy. And I've been caught in a couple of those, and it's just like man, you're really you're really shitting your pants when you're caught in alpine thunderstorm. Like the hair stands like on your arms the rocks make buzzing noises and you're just like, this is really sketchy. How do you get into something like that, dude? I don't, I, I remember that, uh, I had a, I was in firefighting for quite a while. So like wildfires, like not indoor structural fires, but outside wildfires. And I was using it as like a really good means to stay in really, really good shape. Uh, cause I mean, you do a lot of hiking and firefighting. Um, and I was using that for like high altitude training and uh, I just said, I went out and I set a goal. I was like, you know what? I want to climb all the 14ers and I'm going to get out there and, and do that. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And it was something that I really, really like to do, but I don't think that I like it as much as I like mountain biking uh, anymore. So how did the mountain biking come apart or come so, about? So with mountain biking, I actually got into mountain biking uh, while I was at a wildfire. And I've actually, I've grown up in Fruta since 2001, 2000. And so, I mean, all, a lot of some of my latter elementary years, middle school, high school, I went to Fruta. And uh, obviously there's a lot of riding in Fruta. And uh, I had never ridden a mountain bike before. I was at a wildfire and my boss, he was like, you know, you're from Fruta and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you must do a lot of mountain biking. I'm like, you know, I've actually never gone once. And he's like, what? that's like being from Aspen and never skiing, you know, that's like being Lake Tahoe, never skiing. It's like our equivalent of that. And so yeah, like yeah, literally, totally. I literally went, and I bought like a mountain bike. Like the second I got off the fire, uh, I had a day off. I went and bought a mountain bike and then I got into it, but I really, really got into it as like, I think like some technology got better. Um, I'd say about like 2014 or so. And that's when I was like, you know what? It's just like, I can just throw the bike in the back of my truck. I could just go out to these trails. They're freaking awesome. People from all the, over the world come here to ride them. We're 90 minutes away from Moab. And um, yeah, I really got into it because it's just such a good local sport. It's fun. I also do a lot of skiing too. And the parallels between skiing and mountain biking, in my opinion, are pretty closely related. It's just it's, it, the concepts are, are 
close to the same. Yeah, I went through a period in my life where I was really big into skiing as well. And I think I agree with you. I think for me, the the parallel is like that. I like it when you're so focused on something that there's nothing else in the world. And I think that's like when you're skiing, like you have that same thing. There's no time to think about like your bills or your, your mm -hmm. relationship or whatever, you know, it's just like you and what you're doing. And that's the same thing with mountain biking. It's like, you're, you're going down some, some chunk. That's, that's why I call it single track therapy because there's nothing else to think about. And for me, that's refreshing to actually be able to like, just let everything else go. I mean, and, and no matter what your thing is, if you have something in your life that does that for you, it's invaluable you know <clears throat> and you know that's kind of like that's something that kind of brings us all together like especially like in the mountain biking community so to speak is like why are you out there i mean some people are out, out there for different reasons but i'm out there for the reasons that robert described as like i mean i want to get out there i want to exercise i just want to get out in in the trail and you know i think like mountain biking in terms of of what's kind of going on is like probably the most like interactive and fun sport especially like i mean if you got trails with features and stuff i mean you you're paying attention and you're looking forward to hitting those features and uh as long as you're not ending up uh rider side down uh you're doing pretty good you know the community is pretty good too i mean like 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 for the most part i mean you don't have a lot of douchebags in 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 uh, mountain biking somebody said in the chat they were like road bikes will make you think and <laughs> they're so <laughs> right because anytime you're on a road bike it's like running it's like you just get into this like monotonous zone and the only thing you can do is like grovel on what's going on in your life that's why i don't understand how people like dig it you know yep <clears throat> And, you know, I mean, I've always gone through, I mean, I go through, I'm like the jack of all trades, master of none. And it's just like, I don't have like a complete mastery of mountain biking. And honestly, I'm, I never will. And you can say the same thing about mountain climbing. I mean, there's some really sketchy mountains and I mean, technical things that I don't want to touch. They're high, they're really dangerous. Uh, skiing is the same way. And, uh, and fly fishing. Now, the real key, in my opinion, with fly fishing is combining e-bikes with fly fishing. That's you're trying, right. you're trying to get controversial, oh, controversial yeah. up here. Yeah, I heard this is the biker bar. <laughs> Just throw it all out. It's like fucking <laughs> Oprah for mountain bikes. Yeah, Jerry Springer and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said you went out and bought a bike, what was that first bike that you got? So it was a Cannondale Z21 or 21Z, something like that. And I was like super cross country. It was kind of like, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I think a lot of people, when they go out to buy mountain bikes, uh, they don't know what they want because you don't have the experience, you know? And yeah. uh, so it was a cross country bike and it was okay. It was like three by 10 speed and uh, it was okay to start with. But, you know, as I started kind of going along, it's like, you know what? I need something a little more aggressive. So I got like a Cannondale trigger and, uh, and it just kind of kept progressing from there. You learn so just by riding. And then after you keep breaking stuff, you keep learning more about the sport and you keep learning more about your bikes and then what you want. And like the other things like through axle just came out and said a quick release skewers, uh, that was huge. And, um, uh, kind of more advanced suspension designs, uh, had been coming out as well. So, yeah, it's really tough whenever you first start riding to actually know what it is that's like yep. uncomfortable for you. Like you can't articulate it. And it's really hard to remember that as somebody that's been riding for a while. 
Yep. Like for me, like I can sit on it like, yep, stem's too long. Nope, seat's not back far enough. Up, oh, and it needs to be up a little bit higher. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know it instantly. Yep. And, and I think that's one of those things that's really frustrating for people when they first start. A, because you don't really know why you're not comfortable. So you're mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. And the only way to figure it out is basically throw fucking money at it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You're yeah, like, you are not. That is 100% like spot on right there. I mean, you. I don't know how much money like I've thrown like at mountain bikes like when I first started. And now I have enough knowledge. I know where I need to be. Right. Uh, where you're like, oh, you're like for me, it's like, oh, I need a really wide saddle, you know, mm -hmm. that ha because that's how my sit bones are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of times whenever you get on like a demo bike, one of the things that I'm always bitching about on the demo bikes is usually the saddle because yeah. they don't put a saddle like that on for most people. They, they want to put on what's like going to like be right for most people, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I don't know. It's just certain things like that, you know, it's where, you know, you're. That stuff's not cheap though. No, you, you know what right. I mean? So like you've probably already extended yourself a bit to go out and buy the bike usually, right? On your first bike. So then to be like, oh, I need another seat. And then you go look at like the seat that you think that you want. And it's like, oh, that's a hundred bucks. Like Jesus, you know, <laughs> like that's a lot of money. And then here's the other, here's like the one that really bit me in the ass was uh dropper posts. Oh, yeah. Like the first dropper posts that came out were all 125 millimeters. And then they came out with 150 millimeters. And it's just like the second that I switched from a 125 millimeter drop per post to a uh, 150, that was like huge. And then they came out with 170s. And it's like, I needed a 170 like the day that they came out, you know? Yeah, I, I moved from a 150 to 170 recently. Thanks a lot to uh, PNW Components for sending me that. Um, it's been solid. Actually, I have two of their droppers. Both of them have been solid. Um, and super happy with them and i thought like man once i get that 170 this is like the story of every fucking upgrade that you ever get right you're like once i get this it's going to be the best ever i'm never going to win anything again yeah and and honestly with that 170 i swear to god just recently on one of my rides i was like why is this thing not going down any further like, <laughs> like, like what the hell man like, <laughs> Like I, I, I joke a lot with people. I always say, man, I want to be able to push a button and like, and this, this may be like too old for you, but look it up on YouTube. There used to be this cartoon <laughs> called inspector gadget. And he had like all these things that came out of his hat, like fucking helicopters and shit. And like, <laughs> I want to push a button and my seat like <laughs> and it folds up and just goes right into the seat tube. Like it's gone. Like, <laughs> totally disappears. Get that yeah. seat out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like as it is right now with the um, with the chameleon, I can't get a longer seat tube. Like I'm at a 170, and the way there's a, a bend in the in the seat post seat tube. What, is that the seat tube? Is that what you call that? Yeah, the yeah. Seat we'll, tube. Go, we'll go with seat tube. We'll yeah. go with seat tube. We'll so seat like there's a little bend in that, so it it can't go like to have a dropper that's that long. The the actual length of the dropper itself it, you know, like the containing part of it is pretty long so that's i'm maxed out at 170 there but <laughs> on the bronson i got some room in the bronson i can see a 170 pnw in your future robert no i got a 170 on there now oh, i want to i want a fucking 200 dude oh. <laughs> <laughs> i want to get as damn close as i can possibly get to that thing freaking just disappearing 
I think the other end of it is too, is like, um, I ride a smaller frame than I should for my height because I like the way that's a little more like flicky and maneuverable. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, that plays into why my dropper is not dropping enough as well. You know, like I want it to be lower, but because the, maybe the height of where the, the frame is like it, if I had an extra large frame instead of a large, it'd be up a little bit higher and it'd probably slammed. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you're <laughs> six, two, six, three, six, two, six, six three, three with boots though. Yeah. <laughs> after, after a day on the moon, you're six, three. <laughs> yeah. right. I always say six, three with boots. Cause whenever I, uh, when I, I met my lady on a online dating site and um, I actually like when you're tall, you, you don't really like fixate on how tall you are. So like, like I actually forgot how tall I was. So like on my profile, my dating profile, I said I was six, three, cause I, that's what I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, whenever she like real, like, cause my lady's tall too. You, you've met, you yep. met the, the, the biker lady and she's, she's like, according to her five eleven and a half. So like, <laughs> apparently when, when you're tall and a basketball player, then that, then every inch counts or whatever. But, uh, so, so I always joked with her then whenever she like busted me out, she's like, you're not six, three. <laughs> I was like, you know, quick response. It's like, I'm six, three in boots. <laughs> six, three on a really good day. Six, three yeah. in boots, logger boots. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it's like lying about being 21 when you're 40. It doesn't fucking matter, <laughs> man. You know, like it's just like, oh, I'm all pissed off. You're you're six two. I thought you were six three. You know, right? I knew she was. She was like, that's it. I, I was actually only into six three guys. You're done. So. Yeah. <laughs> so cut cut ties right there. Yeah, she was trying to trying to get rid of me on the brewer trail. That was actually what happened there when you bumped into me and said, <laughs> "She's like, if I push this fucker off, I think he already put me on the life insurance." So. <laughs> like trying to get to the stand really close to the cliff of death on the brewer trail oh man dude somebody had a great idea for that that trail that um the guy that i was with john he was saying that we should should have went out and put the drone up and had me crawling across that section oh it, my god oh it would have been awesome but with the a the weather and then b you were telling me like the drones there like are like a pretty much a no-go in sedona because oh, of the airport i so when i was there originally uh, the first time last year i figured out like that i mean there wasn't like a really good drone culture i mean there were it looked like they had no drone signs like up on the trailheads or whatever i did more research and uh as a commercial drone pilot i went back and i looked and all that uh territory in sedona even within the five miles of the airport is all in class golf airspace so what does that mean well it means it's uh uncontrolled by a, a tower airspace so you can, I can fly there. And so I did get some, some drone shots. Of, oh, uh, really? You fucking yep. set me up, you asshole. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I learned about this on, uh, I learned about this, uh, that Friday before I left. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks for reaching out and letting me know, dickhead. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like... know you had any drones, in your, any, any drones in your future, but, uh, I'm just, I'm just sitting over here like, <laughs> I got biker on this one. Right. You're like, I'm going <laughs> to tell all the YouTubers, you're not allowed to fly drones there. So I'm the only one with drone shots. Great. Yep. That's awesome. And then like, yep, exactly. So I walked away with some drone shots. I like on one of my most recent videos are like, well, aren't you not allowed to fly there? It's like, well, I can fly there because I'm a commercial drone pilot and it's there's no air traffic control tower. But there is a ton of uh, air traffic there. So you're not allowed to fly your drone 
if if you're i mean it's so close to the airport like on the brewer trail if you were to fly your drone you can't like impede any aircraft yeah i mean i wouldn't i would have just put it out about 20 feet away from yeah fucking crying on the side of the trail so that's that's the goal for next year (laughs) next year you're gonna go out there redemption 2020 i'm just gonna go fucking chuck the bronson right over the fucking cliff and then just sit there and cry and then (laughs) let everybody know on youtube this is the end of the channel <laughs> this, this is it. But the or, or, the or it'll be like a pitch for Patreon. Look, I need a new bike, guys. Join my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't joined the biker Patreon, uh, I'd highly re- recommend doing so. So yeah, yeah exactly. Because obviously yeah. next year this time I'm gonna need a fucking bike. So <laughs> yep, yep, you're gonna need a new. You're gonna need a new bike. Uh, and and that that incorporates like a lot of things like uh those really nice wheels that you have and the dropper post and the yeah and all the other that. stuff. It's good as done, dude. So I like it. So what other things do you want to do on the channel other than the mountain biking? So you mentioned fly fishing too. How'd you get into that? So that was kind of like something that I did with my dad. Uh, obviously being Western Colorado, I mean, it's really rural and uh, lots of hunting and, and fishing out here. And uh, obviously there's only so many hunting seasons and fishing is you can do that year round. You can fish year round. And uh, so I really got into that and uh, really dug into the sport to, to get out there and try to catch fish at will. Cause it's really not that much fun uh, to stand out there and not catch anything. And if you're really good at fly fishing, it doesn't really matter. Like on some rivers, you will catch uh, fish. So I got into that, like started tying my own flies. That will probably be like a summertime video series um doing some some fly fishing and stuff out on the the gunnison river or the colorado or or some of the other stuff so it's just it's so it's like it's just really fun when you're out there and you like you set your fly on the top of the water it's on the bottom of the water and you're doing everything right doing everything that you're supposed to you're really paying attention to what's happening and bam you got them on the hook and uh it's game on at that point so, um, yeah, I do like fly fishing a lot and I wish I did more of it, but you know, mountain biking is kind of number one right now, but fly fishing videos will be out this summer. Right on. So how do you like, what's the deal with tying your own flies? Like why, what's the importance of that? I always hear people that talk about fly fishing. That's like, Oh, I tie my own. I'm like, okay, well that's mm-hmm. fucking great. That's <laughs> yeah, I know. Why, why don't you go to a store and buy one like the rest of us, man? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like I'm not, and I can't really knock like on all flies. Um, a lot of times you get to tie what you want. Like if you're running around, like I'm running around, I'm pulling up rocks, hucking them behind my back. You know, I'm looking at bugs that are like sitting on the water, see what the fish are eating. And then I want to replicate that. And I can't replicate that uh, always when you buy store-bought flies. And sometimes you have like some really high pressured water and they just need to see something different. It's like, it's it's old news and it's fake news when they see like the same fly that just keeps like going in front of their face uh, all day long. So you got to like throw something different out there. It saves you some money uh, in the long run if you tie your own flies. But it's that personal touch that can like be a, be a different than and 50 fish like in a day. It's just like little it's doing fly fishing is all about doing the little things right and doing the big things right as well. So. Uh, it's, it's a science. It, it is a hardcore science. Oh, and I, I think I, 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 there's certain sports that I, I've, I've told people that I'm just purposely not doing until I get older, because I know I have like a, the, like for me, I, I tend to go 
why is it showing just oh you must have went a little digital that's what it was um <laughs> sorry i freaking got stuck by what was happening on on for everybody else yeah you went digital there and the last thing that you said and it just oh. like, threw up threw up your em emblem into the, your your picture well sorry. that was nice of me yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. And, and and me and my fucking shiny ball problems. I'm like, yeah, I forgot I was doing a podcast. I'm gonna talk about that now. So, so what the fuck was I saying? I don't even remember now. I don't okay. even remember. Yeah, let's let's move on. Oh, it right, right. obviously wasn't fucking important. So, <laughs> so, um, what what kind of bikes are you riding nowadays, dude? So I got two bikes. I, I run the, the the two bike system, and um, Shane is the crashing dad. He's also in Grand Junction. Biker has a uh, a biker bar with the crashing dad as well. He likes to give me crap because I have two long travel twenty seven and a halfs. So I have a. We bought two of the same bike, basically. Not the same, yeah, same bike, but not the same. So I got like a Yeti SB six, and that's kind of like my flagship go to bike. And then I have an Evil Insurgent. And the good part is, like I tell everybody, it's like there's always something wrong with like one of my components and it can shut down like your whole operation unless you have something to swap it out. But a lot of times, like when it rains, it pours and I might have to do a bunch of work on one of my bikes. Whereas like if I have a separate bike, I just get on that, have that thing ready to go and go ride while the other one gets worked on by me or a bike shop or whatever. So the, the evil insurgent and the Yeti SB six are, are my two main, uh, main steeds in the stable. They have that saying about like N plus one in the biking community. So it's basically like you always need one more bike. And I'll tell you, I, I didn't have two bikes previously, but I sort of did because the lady's tall, her bike fit me as well. So that was like my go-to, like, cause exactly what you, you said happens. Like you, you break something that maybe you don't have in your time or in your skill set to, to fix. So you need to take it to the shop. And that stuff takes just takes time sometimes, you know, it's like you drop it off. Like, I wish they had like a more efficient way of going about it. That's why I like using the uh, the VeloFix guy because he, he'll come over and fix it that day. Whereas like at the shop, it's like you take it in there and, and they're like holding on to it for six days until they work on it the seventh day. You, you know what I mean? And, and yep. you have to leave it there that time because if they maybe have a break on day three, they, it could get fixed then. You know what I mean? So like that, I understand why you have to do it, but it blows whenever that's like, that's your only ride. So for me, yep. whenever I would take, you know, my bike in then I could always fall back onto hers. And then, um, I sold her bike because I was going to, I sold my old profit too. And I was going to buy her a new one. And then the truck just took a shit, man. Oh. You know, like when you take it to the dealer and they're just like, Oh yeah, here, give us all your monies. <laughs> ten, 10 grand and where you almost get a brand new truck except you don't yeah exactly you're like oh no you just got bent over that was awesome so basically <laughs> freaking there went there went her bike so she has no bike right now so when we do ride she, she rides the bronson and i fortunately scraped enough money together to, to pull that chameleon in and it's been it's it's just really nice to have that that fallback because i know whenever i had one bike dude when you're bike was in the shop like that weekend you're just like like especially if you're like trying to like chase some like fitness goals or something like that you're just like dude i know that if i'm not riding this week it's gonna like i don't have so much time to ride it's really gonna be it's really gonna change things you know yep and especially like on those fringe months like it's really nice now because we got the time change so you're gonna get an extra like hour off work uh to ride your bike 
But like when you're kind of pinching hours of daylight, like in, in November and October, um, when we could all ride in the West, uh, it just, you gotta like, you gotta have your bike immediately. It's like, you gotta bring it with you, bring it with you to work and you gotta get out there and ride it. If it's got problems, I mean, that's a huge setback. And a lot of times you're only riding on the weekend. Yeah. You know, if, you, if that's, if that's not the case. So, but you know, you have as your backup, uh, I mean that Santa Cruz chameleon and, uh, which is, I kind of think like in hindsight, that is such a good backup to have because number one, there's no rear shock. So you can't have anything that goes wrong with your suspension linkage. You, you can't have anything that goes wrong with your rear shock, you know? Yeah. And there's yeah. like bikes are having more, they have more parts on them today than they've ever had before. You know, dude, dropper I post. I have a single speed that that's basically what I used for road biking for a long time. Cause I would just commute to work on it. It's like 16, 17 miles each way. And, um, the only thing I've ever changed on that bike is a chain and tires like it's <laughs> so fucking refreshing you know to not yep. have to fucking do anything to you know and that's actually i i would like to get myself to a level of fitness where i can change the chameleon into a single speed mm -hmm. where it's just like you're you're just knocking off the ability to break shit you know yep yeah rear derailleurs are the first thing that is most likely to go outside of a, a rim or something like that, you know? Right. Right. And I mean, there's certain things you just can't get around. Right. Yeah. I am. Um, I actually broke a spoke for the, one of the first times that like actually kind of screwed things up this last time when I was in Sedona, I like kind of curbed a rock coming around a corner or something like that. And it broke a spoke, but that's usually not that big of a deal. However, when the spoke broke, it pushed it through my freaking rim tape. Oh, so like I hear all the air coming out. It's like, and I'm spinning my wheel and I'm looking for that like fucking bubbling coming out. You know, I'm like, where's the stands? You know, I'm looking for the hole, looking for the hole. And I'm just listening to this air just going out like, you know, like it's going out of style. And, and it took me a minute to actually, I didn't even figure it out. It was Steve Y came back over and he's like, cause I'm, you know, you're kind of stressing. You're yep. kind of like spinning it, trying to get it yep. to stop. And Steve Y came over and he's like, dude, you broke a spoke, man. And then when, right when he said that we looked and I was like, Oh shit. Uh, so, I mean, it worked out though. I ended up just, I mean, honestly, like a carbon rims are like super freaking stock, oh, yeah. you know, like, so I, I just pushed the rent, the, the, the spoke out, put a freaking tube in, pumped it up to like fucking 50 and, uh, <laughs> you know, cause you don't, you know, when you're riding out there, it's all like super rocky and chunky. Cause it's funny, yep. even on the video, like right before I blew that spoke out, I remember saying on the camera, like. You better not come to Sedona without freaking tubeless tires because this place is going to eat them up, you know? And apparently, even with tubeless tires, it eats them up. <laughs> so, it, it, and that same thing happened to Shane, except uh, I guess his testimony was he had Cush Core in the rear tire and it pushed the spoke back out. Yeah. You know what's ugly about this is I freaking have Cush Core sitting right here behind me on the tool bench. It's been there for like a year almost. Those guys hooked me up and gave me a set of it. And it's like, and I, in my mind, I saw all these like shitty ass freaking install videos. Mm -hmm. So like my tires were like halfway worn and I was like, oh, well, I'll just wait until my tires are like blown out. And then whenever I'm putting new tires on, I'll put the Cush Core on. But these fucking DHF DRHRs that I'm running are like 
they're just hanging on, man. They're like, fuck you, dude. You don't need Kush <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't have had that problem if I wasn't fucking lazy. You then were just was... shredding so hard. That's what it was. Huh? You were shredding so hard. Something like that. Freaking. But yeah, <laughs> we're going to just leave it at that. I definitely wasn't shredding so hard, but you, know, you guys have seen my video. Maybe I should start speeding that shit up, make it look like I'm a fucking baller. <laughs> you guys would be like, no, dude, that guy did not just beat Richie Rude down the hill. <laughs> oh, the title of that video would be just unreal. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's a race between you and him and 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 a couple beers you know that's yeah yeah that's the only way i could win that race is freaking let's see who can get really fucking hammered and still ride a bike <laughs> i might have a like a crying chance at that like i might be able to like get him to a point where his fucking skill set is below mine but otherwise i'm screwed <laughs> that's, good. <laughs> that's good so between the two bikes you said you had a yeti and yep. an evil those are both really pretty bikes and you said they're both um pretty much the same travel which one do you like better oh man i'm uh kind of been forcing myself to ride my evil a little bit as i work through some dropper post issues on my yeti um but i i'm gonna go with the yeti oh my phone is going off but uh i'm gonna go with the yeti and why the reason the why is that i feel like for the trip oh, you're on digital i get a really good uh um, start start over again you want a little digital okay so why why the yeti okay so the yeti is uh because of the trails that i ride uh they're pretty gnarly but they involve a lot of pedaling and so i need to have a pedaling platform that gives me like really good efficiency especially when the shock is fully open and uh yeti i feel like kind of sits uh, in a class of its own with how well they pedal. Um, and then they're just legit on the downhill. So the bike is everything about my SB six is fast. Uh, everything about me is not so fast. Um, but, uh, overall I kind of, I, I lean on my Yeti over my evil. Now evil on the other hand, I do think is a really, really good bike. And so I think like, especially like we have a lot of park in Colorado and, um, <laughs> during the summertime, I'll do a lot of climbing, like on the regular trails and loops I'll do, uh, on a regular circuit. But like when it comes to park season, I just kind of like leave that bike alone, you know, because it's going to get trashed with dirt and mud because all you're doing is downhill. So my evil is kind of like my favorite downhill bike at the, at the park. So in terms of like an enduro bike and using it for that, that area right there. When I rode, uh, I rode an SB five. I haven't ridden an SB six yet. I'd like to. But when I wrote it, it just wasn't set up right for me. And I have a, a a shitty representation of that bike because of it. And also, it was like a week after a, a pretty big crash. Mm. So I was A, riding timid, B, riding timid, and C, riding <laughs> timid on a, on a bike that really wasn't set up well for me. The tires were not great for the terrain that I was in. It was definitely because I was, I was considering buying the SB5. And when I ended up buying the Bronson, I got the Bronson because it just was a smoking deal that I, that I ended up getting on it. And um, it wasn't built anything like what I would have built it out like. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. It, it just was like, I, I, I need to give that that bike a fair shake, you know? And I, I really, I think they have it at the local shop up here, um, Victory Velo in Auburn. I, I should go up there and rent it. 
I want to ride cool. that pivot too. That uh, yes, I, I the the chameleon's finally been the first bike that made me feel like, hey, this twenty nine er thing isn't isn't a bad idea. How do you feel? I mean, you're a twenty seven five guy too. What, what's your reason? And the, like the the reason I have on that is uh, number one, I will say this. 29ers, in my opinion, are better right now than they've ever been before. And yeah, just, 100%. Like, yeah, there's no doubt about that. The geometry is so much better. It seems like everybody uh, that is coming out with a new 29er has them really dialed. Um, but as far as, like, I mean, I started out on a 26-inch bike. I've had two 29ers in my past. And uh, I think the biggest issue I've had with 29ers was I feel like they take more effort to uh, – to push the cranks, you know what I'm saying? So like there's, since it's a bigger wheel, it has more torque required to uh, uh, push the crank. And I like to run a bigger front chain ring on, uh, on the front of my bike. I'm not so in that run? shape. What do you run? I run about a, I didn't run anywhere between a 34 and a 36. Yeah, I, I've uh, ran like, up to a 38 on mine too. And it's just like, I mean, on 29ers, that just drained. I mean, it's yeah. exhausting on a 29er. Granted, you could roll over more, um, that's one of the reasons that I fucking climb like shit, you know, and, and aside from the fact that I have the, the body of a sumo wrestler, but um, like it, it, it's cause I really, I love the idea of a one by, but for me in the downhill section, I, I like having that really big front chain ring so that it's like two cranks to get me to the speed that I want to be at yep. instead of like pedal, 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 pedal. You, yep. you know, and people are like, oh, yeah, you're not spinning out. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not spinning out. Yes, yep. a 32 is working fine, but yep. it doesn't work in the efficiency that I want it to. And that's why I ended up running this big chain ring. And whenever it comes to climbing, I, that's, <laughs> you don't have the same climber. You, you yep. know what I mean? So, and for me, I also don't have the personality that gives a fuck about getting off. So I'm like, oh, this is a good reason to get off my bike. Sweet. And, you know. and that's and that's kind of it. I mean, me and Josh with Daily Mountain Bike Rider, uh, we'll debate about it because he loves 29ers. And uh, but like again, like I said, it's a good time right now to be a 29er fan. And it's the, a lot of them have gone mainstream, and there's a lot of benefits to running a 29er. But for me, it's just like I like the agility a little more of a 27 and yeah. a half inch bike. Uh, right, reminds me more of a 26 inch. Yeah, I agree with you. The agility is the the thing for me, and and I will say that part of me accepting the 29er on the chameleon is because it's hardtail and I'm riding it very differently than I would a full suspension bike. And one of the things that I've always historically not liked about 29er is I just feel like when you get into that super technical stuff, like it kind of picks a line and you hold on for that. Instead of like with a 27.5 or back in the 26, like you really pick where you want that wheel to go. Yep. And I mean, the other thing is like 29ers offer a lot of forgiveness on trails because of that rolling diameter that they have, you know, yeah. whereas it like a 27 and a half is less forgiving and a 26 inch bike is the least forgiving. But I just like the way you get to pick lines on it. I think it, it, I have more fun riding some sections on the, the 27 and a half versus the 29er. Now, yeah. granted, I'm saying that I've owned two, but I do believe 29ers are going to go mainstream in the bike industry. Yeah, I think, that's I, I think there's no goal. there's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it. I mean, you're seeing the racers on them, so I mean, it is what yep. it is, right? Yep. And the more that they get the geometry dialed, the the more that it's going to be less of an issue, you know. 
Yep. Oh, definitely. Also with carbon wheels, you know, like and and the boost technology to make those wheels less less flexy and stuff like that. You know that th those are all things that played into why twenty ers weren't the greatest at the beginning. And that's other than like the geometry was all kind of goofy on them too. That it's like a couple of them that I had in the past. It just felt like they sat too high. It felt yeah, kind of awkward. There. Yeah, yeah. And now I'll they've like they've brought them down. I think. Yeah, I know. If they didn't, we'll just tell everybody on the internet. And yeah, right. Fucking, it's real if it happened on the internet, right? Oh, definitely. That's <laughs> not even. But oh, if it's on the internet, it's totally real. If totally it's on real. YouTube, it's definitely real. People want to. People want to view real. Yeah. On YouTube. I did that as a joke once to somebody because I know how to web design and I have obviously like my own websites and whatnot. There was like an argument that I was having with somebody. So I like made a web page that said what I, what I wanted and then sent them the link. I mean, obviously it was my website. It was just really funny <laughs> though. It was like, look, it's on the internet, dude. I told you I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet. Yeah. You, you let them write to your website. Yeah. Oh, this is convincing evidence right yeah, here. Yeah. Look at this right there right on this <laughs> website, fucking biker.com and fucking says what I said. <laughs> that's, that's genius. That yeah, is, I, that's next level genius. That's the shit that I that I waste my fucking time on. Something that I think is really funny, and then they just are like, whatever. And but to me, I was laughing about it for a long time. I'm apparently still. <laughs> you got him. You got him. Right? <laughs> I could put them bitches in their place. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something about Colorado that I don't understand, and I know I've asked some other people this, and I think I only have to hear it like 17 more times until I actually understand it. Oh, you like, can never understand Colorado, by the way. You guys have like, like you're like, oh, the front range or you're like, oh, Western Colorado. Like what's the like, is there like two or three like big major like geological differences? And like, how's that state cut up the way that you locals talk about it? Okay. So like a lot of times we kind of divide it in half, uh, even though it's really divided into thirds. And like for a really like simple, like overview of it, it's like you have the Rockies, smack dab in the middle so that's all our mountains and on the eastern side you have what we call the front range because it was the front range for the the settlers and explorers that were moving out to this part from the the east coast they would see that first mountain range and that so was denver and the front and so range. yeah so they would all settle in the plains that are east of the mountains uh east of the rockies so anytime like a lot of times when we're talking about generalities and we say front range that's like denver colorado springs uh, Fort Collins, Boulder, um, and Pueblo. So most of the population in Colorado lives like along the like the the plains and the foothills of the Rockies. So they're yeah, all in the, the flatland and the Rockies. The front are, range. The front range. Yep. Got it. Got now, it. now me, I say the West Slope, and we call it the West Slope because we have uh, what's called the Continental Divide uh, that like splits the state into uh, two, and all the water on the east side of the Continental Divide is going to go to the Atlantic Ocean and all the water that's on the west side is going to go into the Pacific Ocean in the Colorado River at some point. So fucking geology lesson right here. Dude. Oh, no, yeah. Geography, <laughs> geology. I, I, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a real bike nerd or something like I'm that. Digging so it, like, dude. I like it. I like it. So we have our hashtag over here on the West Slope. We say hashtag West Slope, Best Slope or Best Slope, West Slope. One of the other. That's awesome that you don't even know what your hashtag, hashtag. is. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I I probably get, I probably piss off all my my front range friends if I if I if I use the hashtag because they maybe disagree with me. But yeah, the Denver is just like that whole the the metropolis 
metropolitan area in Denver is just huge. It's crazy. It's been booming like crazy for the last several years. So somebody uh, told me like the the good riding though is on the west slope, not the 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 front range, right? Yep. So I mean, it's kind of like a subjective. Uh, the front, like there, Denver has trails that are like right outside towns, like south, how South Mountain is to Phoenix. Okay. Um, so it's just like there's parks and then you have riding like right out of Denver and there's some good trails there. Uh, I haven't ridden anything that I think is as good as, uh, the West slope. And like the West slope is like the, the plateau. We have all these mesas. We have these flat top mountains so everywhere. Is that the, the, so the West slope is the area that I like for those of you guys that have probably watched the bigger channels, like single track sampler was riding with like a uh, tag along and stuff like that. It kind of looks like high desert more. They were, yeah, uh, they were actually kind of they were in the Rockies, so that's where it's kind of like we can say the West Slope is better than the East Slope or whatever the Front Range, but like there is a lot of good riding that is in the Rockies and like Crested Buttes, like smack dab in the middle of the Rockies. So um, is the is the East Slope like like is there like trees and stuff there like Tahoe or is it all, nope. all of Colorado is like that high desert kind of look? Well, you get like, you have like, you have trees in the mountains, but since we're kind of such a desert state, so to speak, like our, we, we have forests, we have thick forest in spots, but the second that you drop an elevation, you lose all that vegetation. And then it, like, if you're in Denver and you're like the second that you lose the elevation from the Rockies in Denver, cause it's like immediate, it's like you have mountains and then you have flat plains and all of Eastern Colorado is in flat plains. Like there are no trees in those flat plains. Uh, okay, so it like all in the mountains. It's just like desert out there. Yeah. And then I like live like probably, I, I mean, a lot of our trails are like anywhere between 20 to 10 miles from the Utah state line. And so we get that sandstone and there's a lot of desert and, uh, and kind of like, uh, juniper, uh, cedar trees out in this part of the world. So you, when you see like something like one of my videos, you see a lot of desert because yeah. we're in the desert, but the further, e the, the further into the state you go, you get into the Rockies and you get in the forests and the Aspens and, and the Dakota tag along MTB, uh, location, but. There's just some of those like like he's not in he's in a desert, but it's a high desert, but it's like in the middle of the Rockies, if that makes sense. Wow. <clears throat> so I totally fucking stopped paying attention to you for a minute because I was okay, reading good. the comment that, that that's fucked up. <laughs> so basically you're coming off of the 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 western slope and then after you come down that, then it's the Rockies. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So on the west side of the state, we have like the western desert part. Uh -huh. All flat top mountains and desert, basically. Uh -huh. The further east you go into the state, you get the mountains, the oh, tall okay. peaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. the forests. And then, the like right, kind of like on the eastern side of the state, it stops. And then you have just flat plains with grass, grasslands, and got all it, that other stuff. It. So okay, it's, I'm a, it's a weird, it's a weird square state to explain. Have you ever seen that uh, documentary "Ride the Divide"? I haven't. That sounds. Like it's on like the Continental Divide Trail or something like that. Oh, dude, it's fucking sick, man. If I don't know, you might have to like pay to rent it from Amazon or something like that. It's called Ride the Divide. Anybody that's listening to, check this out. And basically, what it is is this unsupported bicycle race that happens every year, and they ride from Banff, Canada, to Mexico down the Continental Divide. Mm. And it's completely That's unsupported. Yeah, yeah. It's like 2,500 miles or something like that, right? 
completely unsupported. So you have to do this shit on your own. And um, it is, it's just really cool to watch. And it's one of those things, like there's certain things like in life, at least for me, that you watch and it just inspires you to want to do something epic. And that makes me want to do that. It's like those guys though, that are racing it. You can look at like the, the like fastest times. This one dude was like fucking single speed, did that shit on a single speed in like 21 days or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Just that's like, that's a, that's a monster effort right there in fucking sane, dude. Like I would love to do it if it took me three months. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But it, but it would just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I just want to do something like super epic like that, like once in my life. Not like, you know, like some people wanted to like climb Mount Everest or something like that. I want to do something like that where it's just yeah. like, just like, just really find the edge of who you are, you know? Yep. And I think that you're definitely going to find it on like a, a trip like that. I mean, so we do have the, we have the Continental Divide trail here and it just, it straddles close to or around like the Continental Divide and anywhere you have the Continental Divide in the state, you have mountains, mountains. And so it's just like, that would just be a Herculean effort to ride from like Banff in Canada down to New Mexico. Cause that's just, that's just all mountains. Yeah, no, it's insane what they're doing. Dude. There's, there's no fucking doubt about it. It made me watch some other documentaries too. There's some guys that do some like road bike rides that are similar to where they like start the Pacific Ocean and ride all the way to the freaking Atlantic or something like that. And even that, like, I'm not a roadie, but even something like that would would like fall into that epic zone for me. You know, where it's just like, I just want to do some kind of like big adventure like that. And the thing that's shitty about it is that like, man, I don't know, like at what point, like, for me and like having vacation from work and all yeah. this and that and the other, you know, it's like, how do you get to the point where you can do that? It's like, for me, it's like, okay, I can do that once I retire, but like <laughs> at 65, is that really the best age to try something like that? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know about you, dude. I've ridden with some guys that are freaking older that are just fucking like hammers. So yeah. I don't think it's like out of the, out of the, like, it's not, it's not like it's not an option, you know? But man, it really feels like you're stacking the deck. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier whenever I was talking about certain sports that I just wait for. Like, I feel like I just get all into, in on stuff. And it's like, that's why I don't fly fish or fish yeah. or like play golf. Because I'm like, I want to be like, wait until like, that's what my option is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No, that's kind of that's kind of the thing. It's like I was hoping to get into all this stuff young, so like I could I could get more skills uh, going forward. So I don't like after mountain bike, I can, I don't even know what the next adventure would be. But it's like what you said. There are so many like epics out there. I mean, hell, you go like Rainier in Washington would be sick because that's like a glaciated volcano, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. Like even like people that like have hiked the Appalachian, or there's a big one. What is it? The John Muir Trail or something like that. that yeah. Not John Muir. There's another one. It's like goes all the way through California up into Oregon. I think it hits some of the John Muir stuff, but I can't remember that. That there was a movie about it, that little little blonde chick Reese Witherspoon. I think did she was like just decided to go out there and fucking hit it. And I think a movie like that is one of those ones that like like feeds my fucking epic ego that I want to do. Yeah. Where, she, where in that movie she really didn't have any like experience. She just like went out and fucking like muscled through it. And that's kind of what I think whenever I think about these epic things is like, I, I want to do it in that manner. Like I don't necessarily want to go out and like, 
train for some something i just want to go like push the boundaries of of what i have in me you know because when i was when i was younger i was in the military i was in the army and in the infantry and that was a big one of the things that i learned the most from that time of my life which you probably learned when you were uh you know doing all your firefighting stuff is like and this plays into mountain biking too i think it's part of why i like it it's just like so much of what you can accomplish is like 98 percent of your mindset yep you know and i think that's the part where i'm like i just want to go out and freaking try to do something crazy oh somebody put it up in the chat pacific crest trail that's the one i was talking about oh nice you know and i was just kind of thinking like the more that i've suffered like doing any like any of these adventures the more that i remember about it you know oh yeah it's just like you're suffer 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 and you're like i want to quit i want to go home this sucks and then you you finish and you end you're like that was actually pretty cool yeah yeah totally that's like like i think that's the reason that that mountain bikers are so tight that's like why whenever like whenever i was raising my children or like looking for the girlfriend that i have it was like try to find somebody that was willing to do mountain biking or like do these things with me because i feel like when you suffer together like it 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 just brings everybody together and that's why like your mountain biking buddies you're super tight with or like when you're a firefighter or when you're in the military like the reason that you're tight is because you've done shitty things together you know And, and those shitty experiences actually somehow become something amazing you know you're like on, on like on, on Netflix right now, there's a, a there's a, a freaking show called Medal of Honor, and it's like these guys that freaking got the Medal of Honor apparently don't get that very easily, you know. And, and it's like <laughs> right. you know, but like these guys when they're talking about these situations, it's like it's like the worst fucking possible thing that could happen in your life, and it's also like in a way something that is so monumental that you'll never be able to have that again you, you know what i mean yep oh I, I know exactly what you mean I, I always like to tell people that bad decisions make good stories right. i mean that's a good- <laughs> <laughs> i must have a good a lot of good stories <laughs> yeah, you, well, i mean for everybody that's watching this i mean i've heard some of robert's interesting stories and they were usually bad decisions but they were good <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, they were real Lots, good. Lots of bad decisions. I am fucking. That is one thing I'm very efficient at making bad <laughs> decisions. I might not be able to climb, but I can churn out some bad decisions like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> like, don't turn the cameras off when you're around Robert. <laughs> he is, Robert is the story. Everybody on YouTube's like, I'm always trying to find that story. I'm always trying to put this story together. It's like, Robert is the story. Oh, dude, you're fucking story. You're fanboying me, dude. You're making my head big, man. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Don't don't let it pop on you. Yeah, we don't need that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So what what do you got? What do you got in store for this next year, man? So for this next year, I mean, man, I I'm gonna just kind of play it by ear. The Sedona trip was something that I really wanted to do, and I I got to do it. Uh St. George is totally on my radar to go ride. Like that's about a six hour drive west of Grand Junction on Interstate 70 to Interstate 15. So, um, what do I got to do to get out of here to Northern California, man? I know, dude. Oh, if I, if I could get a chance to go to biker camp, uh, that just looks ridiculously fun and insane. And yeah, it, yeah. I mean, 
You, I, the one thing that I do know about everybody that's gone to biker camp, they have not forgot about biker camp. Yeah. <laughs> everybody remembers biker camp. So that means it's a good and legitimate event. And like everybody's videos about that just like showed great mountain biking in Downeyville. So this year, dude, I'm freaking trying to like step it up. Right. And, um, the, the thing that has kept it to the size that it's been is that I could only like do a campground. So like one campground is like 15 spots. So let's say you can put between, you know, one to six people in a campground mm -hmm. and you got 15 spots. And that's basically what we've done. And last year, I think we ended up having some people there that like kind of popped in a little bit, but there's not a lot of parking. So like, it's kind of you're you're stuck to that size and the campgrounds aren't close enough where it's like oh we could just get the one down the street and like they're they're all spread out pretty good and then they're also not very close to town so this year i've been working with the city of downeyville they have a new property that has like a 40 acre meadow or whatever mm. they called it that's like within like a mile and a half of of downtown the downside is it's like three to five thousand dollars. I can't remember what the number was right now to rent the fucking place. Oh. So it's like I would have to wow put that money on on the line to like make this event happen and then figure out how to like recoup that because you know as well as I do like as a small youtuber like there there may be a, a perception of success from outside but i mean that's probably close to maybe how much money i've made in the last two and a half years of doing youtube yeah you, you know what i mean so it's not like i'm if i was like seth and i was getting this much money a month in freaking patreon money like i'd rent the fucking place and we'd just have a party you know what I mean? Yep. But I have to figure out how to do this and like not miss a house payment. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So that's the big thing that I'm, I'm really like up against right now is like, I'm having this like internal struggle of last year I had, let's say we had 60 people at the campground. How do I like, can I go out on a limb and and think that I can cover the cost of this campground to make this happen again. So that's what I'm that's what I'm up against when everybody's like, you know, like what's happening with biker cam? It's like so I'm like on one hand I'm like yep. can I can I make this happen to make it bigger and just like make this just a rad fucking event for everybody? Cuz if we get that spot like we could have a band, like if I do Jeopardy, I could do it with like a like a, a screen and a stage and like have a, like a projector that puts it up onto the screen. You know what I mean? Like could really, really change it. it. Gives me the ability to be able to have like vendors there that are possibly giving out demos. And like, I want to, I would love to turn this into a, into a Sedona, you know? And there's just that, you know, like that part where it's, it's man, that's, it's a gamble. And I'm a gambling person whenever I'm gambling with money that I don't <laughs> like I don't care about. You know what I mean? Like when you go to the casino, you're like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna if let's just say you lost 500 bucks. You like came with five hundred dollars that you knew you were willing to lose. But to put out like, you know, put out that money on a gamble that's like 
I mean, it's like that, that to me is it's, 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 it's a, it's enough money that makes it tough for me to be able to like just swallow, you know, you got any ideas? Tell me how I'm doing it. Man. I, all I can say is with these kinds of plans, this, this event's going to be huge and it's going to be legit. I mean, I can't even, I can't even like give you a recommendation. That's like, man, dude, you got some serious work cut out to make this thing happen. Other than like, I mean, you put it up for like $10 tickets and see how many people like would pay for like a 10. Well, I'm just like making a fictitious number, but yeah, to me, oops, to me, what I was thinking was like, okay, so in the past, let's say you rented a campground, like you were in the campground that I was doing the event. It probably cost you like 60 bucks for the two days. So it's like, okay, well, people are willing to spend $60 for two days to be there. But the, the difference is that like, when you spent that 60 bucks, you could bring like five of your buddies and that 60 bucks carried five of you. So like, if yeah. I get this space, I need to charge everybody. You know what I mean? In order to like make, make the money to like pay for it, you know? So well, what, what I can tell you, Rob, is that Arizona Dirt Life, who we were talking about earlier, well, he's pitched in $20 so far. Dude, we're there we are, man. <laughs> fucking $20 in. We only got freaking like three 5000 more to more. go. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to freaking like hashtag freaking biker camp 2019. Let's fucking make it happen, right? And you know, the but, one thing that you kind of have is like you do have the grassroots uh, to make it happen. Like, your subscribers are real people, you know, and they want to be there and they want to see content from, from biker camp or whatever. So I would not be shocked if this, the, if it can get, if it can get done, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about doing like a, like a, like a GoFundMe. Cause like on GoFundMe, like if I remember correctly, like there's like tiers. So you could say like, if you do a $60 fund, like you get a campground, right? So you're kind of using it as like to pay for it. And then other people yeah. could just donate if they just wanted to donate. And then, then maybe, maybe at that point, I could, I don't know, man, I'm kicking all these ideas around. I'm trying, I really want to make it happen. I really want to like see it become like our event. And when I say our event, I mean like all of us that are like us riders, like it's our event, not like, somebody else's event that we're paying to go to it's like yep. this is our thing we built this like here i think that'd be really cool man yep and i think the community as a whole like on youtube is just probably like they would totally be on board with it in my opinion i mean i met these guys from all across the country uh, even guys from outside outside the country across the world and you know it's just like all these guys are down to to meeting everybody uh, that is out there uh, for an event like this. And I mean, if it's big enough and the word gets out, I, I, I think that, that everybody that's watching even the stream, they can do it or at least pay 75 cents to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, what we got 46 people watching right now. So if all of you guys give me a hundred bucks, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. And you get a, you get a biker t-shirt, a signed yeah. biker t-shirt. If everybody in this freaking live stream right now gave me a hundred bucks, I would screenshot everybody's names and you guys, <laughs> you guys be the only ones allowed to come. Fuck everyone else. We'd put out a bunch of videos be like, it was awesome. You, you bitches missed out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we just make everybody feel like they missed out when it when all the videos come out. But yeah, we'll just take a bunch of like videos and like just overproduce the fuck out of them, make it look like it was way more fun than it actually was. It, that's, it, that's would, it would turn out to be as 45 <laughs> fucking drunk guys that like were still hung over, <laughs> barely got able to, to like ride Downeyville. <laughs> like, that, that's it. And it's, I mean, if you take like, I don't know, it's a three day pass on like, the three day pass on Sedona mountain bike festival is like a little bit over a, a buck 10, I think, or something like that. $110. Look I at mean, this, dude, AZ dirt life just threw a hundred fucking bucks in dude. Oh That's, my God. That is awesome, man. I usually don't freaking call out the super chats dude, when I'm doing the biker bar, but fucking a dude, that's crazy. That's really, you, you got outdoor life. guy on, you got outdoor guy in the biker bar. <laughs> that's it man. that's what it is all, all we need now is 44 more people and it's it's gonna happen <laughs> it's like just like that <laughs> the chats are just all going i'm in i'm in i'm in that's awesome that's awesome so you were saying though uh, the this is the thing though what you're talking about with with sedona you said it's about like a buck 20 for three days yep but you're paying a buck 20 to like demo all those bikes that's true yeah and i'm and at my side like I can like talk to a couple of bike companies to like maybe get their demo bikes out there. So like there's a few companies I have some relationships with that I could get out there, but we're not talking about enough bikes to like everybody to be able to, to ride. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I'm like, like if this happens, if it happens this year like that, like a, first of all, like thank all of you guys do like amazing. You guys are fucking awesome. If it happens, because really, if it happens, it comes down to you guys. You guys are the ones that are going to make it happen. You know, like I'll have some planning to do or whatever to figure out how to how to fucking coordinate the funds to make it happen. But at the end of the day, it, this event's going to be up to you guys. Totally. Yep. I had a so, great point to say, and I totally forgot, Robert. So go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> fucking rambling on, you know. Join my Patreon. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe yeah. and like. And <laughs> Dude, are, are you like me where that does that annoy the fucking piss out of you when you hear people saying that on their videos? You know, I, maybe when I was like initially like first getting into YouTube and watching like actual channels, not just mountain biking channels, but just anybody that made a YouTube video in general, it was just like, I don't, I mean, it's like, I was kind of like the, the, the drive-by viewer. I came in, I watched the video and I got out, you know? And, uh, but like right now it's like, I don't like it like at the beginning of the videos, but at the same time, it's just like, even if it draws somebody to smash the dislike button, I mean, that's benefiting the channel yeah. from what I've read, you know? If they hit it twice, it's good. If they hit it twice, it's, really, <laughs> yeah, it's, good. it's, good, for, it's good for my ego, right? It's good keeping my head compact and not getting too big or whatever. But I mean, it's just like, it's one of those things like I hate doing it, but like, is it a necessary evil? Maybe. It is. That's the thing is like, I hate it. It fucking annoys the shit out of me. I can't stand it. However, like one of the first channels I subscribed to was BKXE and it was because he told me to do it. You, you know what I mean? Like not me personally, but he just said it on the video. Like, yep. hey, if you want to support me, subscribe. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I'll do that. You know, and like before, like I, I just was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And, and it's funny, though, when you talk about these things that really, it really happens. Yep. Like it, it's funny, like that power of suggestion, like actually works. And that's yep. the part where it's like, that's the part where it's like this internal battle for me, where it's like, I don't want to say that, but every time I say that it, it works. And then that makes me fucking motivated to see like the subscriber count go, go yep. up. 
you know, with the biker bar a lot, I've had a lot of people like in Sedona tell me how much they enjoy the biker bar, but like me starting the biker bar has really dramatically changed the way that the channel is like growing. Like it's like, it's not grabbing subscribers like, like it, like it would if I was doing all POV stuff. Yep. You know, and it, but the people that are following it, they're getting a lot of uh, quality content out of it, but, um, it's different. So, I mean, like subscribe to the channel. If you listen to these dude and you're, you're freaking digging the content, definitely subscribe because that's, that's what motivate motivates us, us guys, you know, like you see those thumbs up or the comments, like seriously, like the comments are, are huge. And obviously, I mean, you're going to be like at a threshold where, I mean, we, we were talking about, you brought it up earlier that like there's kind of this perception that we're all raking in the dough and we get free bikes and that's not everybody. I mean, it's a minority. It's probably less than 1% of some people that think about that, but they, they kind of come and go, they leave their comments or whatever, but it's just like, we're not raking in the dough. It's just like, it's all like YouTube capital from here. It's subscribers, it's like buttons, it's all the other stuff and comments uh, interacting with the with the channels that, that, that fuel it. Cause I mean, we spend a lot of money on our YouTube channels. Let's be real, you know? Yeah. Honestly, when I started, I thought all I needed was a gimbal and a GoPro and I'm fucking dude, like these fancy ass lights, this fancy ass fucking microphone that made this podcast sound so much fucking better. That shit's all funded by you guys, man. I mean, you're even, I mean, you're, you're, you're a freaking patron, right? Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the power of guilt. Hold, hold on, let me get, let me break break out my my credit card. I actually haven't done any Patreon. Uh, Dude, I I personally felt like I could not ask people to join my Patreon if I don't join other people's Patreon. So yes, you can go to somebody's Patreon page and see who they're subscribed to or like who they're they're in on. Like, do that. Take a look. Like I'm not fucking asking anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. Yeah. There's no fucking way I could lay my head down at night and be like, yeah, give me your money. Cause I'm not going to give mine to anybody. Yep. You know what I mean? So fuck you outdoor gold. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, I, if, I, if I had, if I, if I had the, the means to make it happen and be on everybody's Patreon, I totally would. Dude, I tell you uh, what, like I did see, the I what? Did you bust out the fucking biker t-shirt in a video the other day. I did. Yeah. So like, I mean, I kind of like, Oh, like, so my policy right now, there's so, I, I want to stay out of hurt feelings. I want people to support their YouTubers, get on their Patreon, support these guys if you have the means to do so. But there's other ways to do it too. Uh, buying a biker shirt is a good way to run around and, uh, and show off. Uh, Shop.biker.com. Shop, yep. There we go. <laughs> Put that in the chat, Robert. <laughs> but no, so like, I mean, my policy is I will either super chat or I will buy merchandise and wear it. So yeah, like, I, yeah. want, I want to wear other people's merch in my videos. For Just a long to, time, I didn't have the money to like, or I, I didn't feel like I had the money to like join Patreon. And I, um, I just would use their Amazon affiliate links. And, that's another you know, good one. Yep. You know, I spend, I I'm lazy as fuck. So I buy like 90% of things that I purchase from Amazon. So I just go to somebody like have somebody's page set as like my Amazon ho homepage. Then anything I search from there freaking is going to give them a little cut and it's not costing me anymore. So that's what I would always do. But you don't even have to join people's Patreon at like their levels. Yeah. Like you can only do a buck. Like even if somebody's level, like say their bottom level is five bucks, 
you can just do a dollar. Like even if they don't have a dollar club, like you can just do a dollar. I mean, and like I said earlier in the stream, like I give a buck to the guy that hands me a beer, like to like watch yep. somebody's content all month long or all year long, like for a buck a month. That's not asking much. I, yep. and, and that's, you know, a, yeah, it's hella biased for me. It's definitely biased for me. I have a channel I'm trying to freaking, you know, fund with you guys' help. So yeah, that's bi biased, but seriously, dude, it's a dollar. <laughs> You know what I mean? I've given freaking shitty waitresses a bigger tip than that. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's such a good way to like, I mean, Patreon's a way that you get your your opportunity to tip these guys. I kind of like, I mean, I, I run things a little differently. If I had, I mean, I'd probably set myself like at a threshold to start Patreon, but I don't think I'm there yet. And uh, I don't think I can produce the content to make it work and make it happen and all that other stuff. What's, what, if, what's your subscriber count right now? Uh, I think it's 2000, 2,500 or 26, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just like, I mean, it, so you got I, all the bike deals. You're freaking actually oh, not working anymore. You're like just freaking working all the bike deals. All I do is YouTube full time. I quit my right? job at 1000 subscribers. Yeah, you didn't tell anybody. You, know, you just keep that on DL. Make it, yeah, make it seem like you're like a poor yeah, cause, guy. Cause right? I, I'm making huge cash out there in the world. <laughs> Rolling leads. in it. No, but I mean, at the, the same time, it's like, I do feel like culturally on YouTube, um, there's a lot of sponsorship going out there and I'm really stoked on all these guys that are, are getting help from bike companies, uh, for their, for their content on stuff. But me and Robert are like, not really in that. We're not in that, uh, category. Somebody told me that there's some like, like semantics with that, that, um, that people aren't familiar with. And I wish I, I remembered, maybe you can fill it in for me. Like there's a difference between being sponsored and a difference between like what's the other word that they use like support well there's ambassadorship yeah there's somebody was telling me like 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 you could be like affiliated or something like that with them and that's mm -hmm. basically like they gave you a product like like kushcore gave me a set of kushcore inserts yeah so i'm not sponsored by them because sponsored means that you get a paycheck yep so like when somebody's sponsored they're like literally getting a paycheck from that company whereas there is another aspect of it that is a word that i can't remember maybe one of you guys in the chat can tell me what the fuck it is like that's the thing where it's like hey you're just getting some some like maybe some free shirts like or something like like tasco or hand up they give me gloves i'm not sponsored by them they they've given me gloves i talk about them i like using them i'm not like blowing smoke up anybody's ass about talking about how I like them, yep. but I'm not getting a paycheck and, and I don't, I don't want to really get into that space. It's really, um, have you, it have, is an uncharted territory. That's a fact. So it's just really tough. You know, like there's a part of this where it's like, you want to be successful and you want to like, like everybody starts their channel like, oh, I just want to do this for fun. Maybe some people start it for as a business or whatever, but like they don't necessarily always start it as like, oh, I'd love to quit my job. And then I think as you get into doing your channel for a while, you're like, oh, that would be sick if I could. Yeah, right. Right. So like, I think that's where like the carrot starts dangling. You know, you're like, well, if I took the sponsorship, then maybe that would make me closer to being able to just do this full time. But on the other hand, it's like, 
that's tough for me, man. I don't know if I ever want to get there. You know, like I'd rather like, I'd rather get the money from like the community, like on Patreon or like merch or like, like these events. Yeah. Like, like, like if, if, if the biker event turned into Sedona, that event could make enough money that I could quit my job from doing that one event the year, you know, like yep. it's, it, it's far from that, like a million miles away from that right now. But how many, th- how many people do you think went, went to Sedona? Fucking thousands. Oh yeah. I think as, I mean, I think I actually, I'd be interested to know how many tickets that they had for sale, but you right. look at those lines early in the morning, getting ready for bike demos. It's, I mean, there's it, gotta be thousands, right? Maybe a thousand. Right. And then, like everybody, car everybody packs in like a, a four door car or something like that. So every car that parks there, there's four people that go walking out. You know? Yeah, I mean, so like, and, and that's the thing about Sedona that's a little unique too is like you don't actually have to pay to be there. So, yeah. So for those of you guys that are like contemplating like going, it's like you can just go and like I didn't pay for a ticket this year because they sold out before because I'm lazy. Yeah, I didn't buy one either. They sold out before I freaking was able to buy one. And um, I just went with my bike. And you can still go there and walk around and, like, have a good time. So that's the part with, like, the biker event that I struggle with, too, where it's, like, is it just, like, I don't want to, like, make this, like, cost for people to have fun, you know? But I also, like, obviously don't want to miss a a house payment because I fucking want other people to have a good time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the other thing is I was, uh, I had a stream, uh, prior to the Sedona bound bike festival, which I trolled everybody and said that I asked everybody if I was going kind of like in the title. And then I said, maybe. So I totally just, I was trolling everybody, but I was thinking back when I did pay for a ticket, and I didn't really demo any bikes. And so I was like, well, maybe I didn't really get my value for the ticket. But the one thing that I learned this time, not paying for a ticket, was the parking situation out there. If you're behind the eight ball, is horrendous. You cannot park anywhere. You oh, gotta, like, unless unless you have a badass fucking truck like I do. Yeah, it was just Robert's running everybody off the road in the Oak Creek. No, dude, there was this Might spot, want- dude. There was this spot like right next to the event, and it had this big fucking ditch. So like nobody would park there oh. because you couldn't get off the road. To, I saw your ditch. truck. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, that was ambitious. Right? It's <laughs> like, just like, it's just like two to three feet underneath the, the bottom of the truck. And it got yeah. the, like the, the tire here on the shoulder and then the tire over here on the bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you were standing on the ground with my tailgate down, like I'm six two, my shoulder was like level with my tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that just that that just makes me happy knowing that that was you that was parked that way on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that was that's, me. That, that's satisfying. The, the best part of it was there was a point whenever we were sitting on the the there's a little trail that kind of climbs up the hill right next to where I was parked, and we were sitting there for a second, like waiting for the other people that were with us to catch up or whatever, and uh, before we cross the street to go like grab some beers out of the truck or whatever, and somebody like walked by like on like right next to my truck and they looked at it and they're like what a douchebag <laughs> <laughs> and i think it was awesome because they had no clue that the douchebag was standing right there listening to him i was like he's ah, like, <laughs> ah, like i'm from real linda <laughs> right don't fuck with me man look at that <laughs> from real linda california <laughs> you see those douchey ass freaking rims i got on that truck that it screams fucking little penis dude <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> but I will say, like, if you do get your own ticket or if you buy a ticket, you get the shuttle service from it. And then that takes, like, the parking problem out of it. Because I tried to park at any, like, the trailheads, like, in the afternoon on Friday. And, man, I could not find a spot to save my life. I couldn't find a spot near the festival except for the one spot that biker took. And uh, so I went back and I was just like, man, I got to wait till like three o'clock or something when some people start leaving. And that value was in the shuttles for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think the thing that is key, though, about Sedona is that, you know, although it may not be like what you want to do, you, your hotel could still be within like two miles or so. Yeah. It, and you can just park at the hotel and ride your bike there. And you see people up like littering the streets it's really cool to be at that event because it's like you feel like you're like i'm here with my people you know it's definitely 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 really cool so what uh what beer are you sipping on over there so i got a oscar blues uh guns and rosé some rosé ale of some sort it's like a sour i'm a big fan of sours and it's pretty good I unfortunately didn't get a fit fill it in my reeb glass. I had some water last minute that I decided to bring some some hydration or whatever. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Oscar Blues Brewing. Uh, but man, our our brews over here in Grand Junction and Fruta, we got some really good ones. I'm not gonna lie, we got some really good taps uh, in this part of the world, and they don't really sell them anywhere outside of outside of here. So you brought water to the biker bar and then tried to play it off as a sour. So, sorry, let me keep up my, my pinky up. Yeah, yeah. This is how I know you're gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I got a sour. So it's just like somebody's oh, like. Oh, no, you have a sour and a water. So and a water. Like, yeah, I got oh, the sour awesome. here and I got the water over there. Totally I'm, out, I'm out of beer. So it was kind of like I was thinking like the, the biker bar. It was going to happen like with all the time changes and stuff. I was standing in line at the liquor store. And, uh, and then I look at my phone. It's like, oh, crap. It's at five Pacific, whatever time that is mountain. And so I rushed over here and uh, that's, I'm, I'm stuck with what I'm stuck with, you know, and the yeah. diesel and the and diesel. You showed up with the diesel. That's all that really matters. That's all that mattered. Freaking I am hashtag. the machine. Hashtag unleaded. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Steve Y when we need him? He's right there in the chat. Oh, right there he now, is. Okay, man. good. Steve Y just showed up. Yeah, good. I think he's been here most, most of the chat. Okay, so. good. Yeah, Steve Y is, Steve, Steve Y is a cool guy. So, um, what I asked you earlier and I already forgot what the answer was. So let's, let's go ahead and, and circle back to that again. So what, what is the big things? Like what's your 2019 bucket list? I bucket list is getting some other content that isn't just mountain bike specific out there, especially in the summertime. Cause it seems like my views kind of go to hell in the middle of the summer. I think like everybody's looking at Canada. Uh, I want to make more content specific, um, uh, content specific uh, videos, like just kind of giving people general uh, mountain biking this, mountain biking that, and then uh, just getting out and riding. I need to do some like more riding in Crested Butte because they got really, really good trails. Um, but outside of that, it's just going to be it's going to be kind of a, a a fly by the seat of my pants and see what happens um, for the rest of the remainder of the year. See who shows up in in Fruit America. There One you word. go. Hometown of Fruit America. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I, I honestly like here we are. We're wrapping up on two hours, dude. And and, and I definitely didn't follow the, the normal biker format with you. It's just great chatting. 
Um, we always have great conversations. If you guys don't watch RC Gold or RC Gold, the, the outdoor, outdoor guy. Outdoor guy outdoor. Yeah, if you don't watch Outdoor Guy or the Tampax <laughs> Sampler, like you should definitely search him, <laughs> search him on the internet. Good times, man. I just really, really did have an awesome time chatting with you. I can't wait to have you on the, on the show again. I don't know why we waited so long. I, I don't know why either. I mean, I didn't go on here. Biker, put me on the biker bar. Nah, yeah. this, this this is me and Biker. I mean, we're we're buds. We're real cool. So, so I mean, we have we have long chats, heart to hearts on the internet. So, oh yeah, it sounds like it just got dirty real quick. Oh yeah. I always... <laughs> I don't have any pants on right now. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wearing. So like, I was like rushing back here. So I got, I put my, I got my shirt on, but I'm totally wearing shorts right now. I'm wearing oh, that, shorts. Yeah. Go. So this is like a newsroom casting where like you got the suit and tie up here, and you're wearing gym shorts below. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Like I said, you're, we we just hit the, hit the two hour mark. I appreciate everybody that's been on the chat. You guys that freaking threw into freaking hashtag Biker Camp 2019. You guys fucking rock. And uh, all of you guys that have been contemplating about hitting the thumbs up button right about now is probably a good do time it. to do that. That would be cool. I appreciate everybody that's been on here. Like RC Gold, Tampax Sampler, hashtag Unleaded. I, I had a great time talking with you. Remember to subscribe 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 and support your favorite channel whether it's mine or somebody else's doesn't matter just hit that subscribe button it really means a lot to all of us youtubers next week this is what i'm gonna start doing i have always shied off of telling people who's gonna be on next week because sometimes like last minute shit falls apart but i'm gonna i'm gonna start telling you guys who's coming up next week and and you'll know if it didn't if it didn't happen so as it is right now next week we're supposed to have fazari bikes on which is kind of it's going to be an interesting conversation they they build custom bikes for like you and your size like so you give them your i don't know how they go about it we're going to find about that next week but basically that's what they do they build them custom for you um so they'll be on next week as it is right now do you have a sign off on your channel diesel you know what maybe it's i am the diesel Maybe that's my sign off yeah. or something like that. I need I need to work on the sign off. I just poach everybody else's and go. What's up, YouTube? <laughs> What's up, Tampax Sampler? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, everybody, man, I really, really appreciate all you guys coming and hanging out with us. We 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 had a great time hanging out as we do every Sunday at 5 p.m. PST. Most of the time, I appreciate you guys giving me a little break to do some traveling and have some have some fun. Hopefully, I can get around to editing those uh, POV videos here soon. You'll see some uh, something coming out of Spider Mountain, yet another Spider Mountain video. And uh, I want to get my Sedona ship together before the, uh, the the YouTube algorithm stops paying attention to it. So hopefully, you guys will see see me drop something in there as well. Remember one thing and one thing only: it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get the fuck out and be one, bitches. <laughs> and a beer. Right? <laughs> Anything with a B. So that there's a hashtag, OTAP, that I use all the time on my social media. And it stands for only takes a bike. But that B can actually be anything. Only takes a bike. Only takes a beer. Only takes a beard. Only takes a, well, you guys feel A bear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I have to sign out again because you fucking like OTV my ass, dude. There's, like like jedi mind tricked me there real quick <laughs>
Thanks a lot, guys, everybody, for hanging out. If you want some extra content, join my Patreon because we're going to have a secret little extra content coming with the uh, the outdoor gold here in the next minute. Anybody got any ideas what I should ask them? Throw them up in the chat before it disappears. Remember, it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one, bitches.